We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land. We respectfully acknowledge elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be. Hi and welcome to Wine with Megan Mel. We're here to help beginners navigate the world of wine. I'm Mel and I'm a firm believer that no time of day is a bad time of day to be drinking wine, but I think I'm unconvinced when it comes to Sauvignon Blanc. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. We'll see if you can change my mind. I'm joined by Meg Brotman, the fabulous master of wine, who is apparently more of an advocate for Sauvignon Blanc than I am. Yes, it is. You know, I, I know that we... We denigrate it because of that savalanche, as we call savalanche. it, from New Zealand, of a particular style of wine. Yeah. But there are some really interesting savvies in the world. So oh, I hope yeah. we can okay. look at some of them today and change your rather rude opinion <laughs> of savvy. <laughs> All right. So before we get into it, tell me, Meg, have you been drinking anything interesting lately? I did. I had a, um, a Nick Spencer Tumbarumba. Cool. So around the Snowy Mountains, Uh um, I don't know who Nick Spencer is. I did Google him. I'm assuming it's him. Um, And I just read before I got distracted by something else that they they did wine in a pouch for recycling reasons, which I thought was quite interesting. This Chardonnay is amazing. It was $35, beautiful mineral touch of sort of – Awesome. Um, creaminess to it, straight lined, okay. and I reckon it would age really, really well. Where can we buy it? I bought it from a website that I quite like, um, Different Drop. I think they're based in Sydney. Okay. But they're really good uh, with fast deliveries. You sort of order it and then two days later it's it's there and it's free delivery over a certain amount of money. But they always have interesting wines, wines that really capture my attention. Yeah. So I just ordered a mixed half dozen of whites that I'd never heard of. Yeah, cool. And I can thoroughly recommend. Cool. Oh, well, there's a good little recommendation for the week. And, Meg, do you have a fun fact? Yeah, I do. I read this article that – did you know that there was a vineyard in The Hague? What's The Hague? Okay, so The Hague is the <laughs> centre of Europe, the European EU in okay. the Netherlands. Yes. So it's a town. So north – Okay. Like, I don't know if it's north of Amsterdam, but it's pretty north in terms of Europe, not where you would expect them to be growing grapes. I can't remember the grape varieties, but I think they're all white, and one was called Rondo, which I do know because they make ice wine out of it. But I was just intrigued. Did they grow that wine? They there? grow grapes there. Do you think it's any good? I don't think it would be pretty awful, <laughs> but um, I would buy it out of the interest factor, and it would yeah. be exclusive. I can't imagine. There's not many rows. But no. I just thought, hmm. I think Europe's, you know, in a, enough of a sticky situation at the moment. Maybe they shouldn't be making the wine and just yeah. concentrating on fixing Europe. But <laughs> there you go. They make wine in the Hague. Okay, I love it. There's a wine fact under, like a little political sprinkle over the top. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this week we're looking at Savion Blanc. I mean, I feel like I've already addressed it, but I'm going there. In my frame of reference for Savion Blanc, I think of my mum and her friends at the golf club, like drinking uh, like um, Villa Maria or Oyster Bay or Gieson or something, and they literally put more ice in their glass than Savion Blanc. And that is what, like the complete profile I think of when I think of Savion Blanc. Is, is that unfair to say? 
The ice in the glass is a particularly weird no, thing. No, I know. It might be a Gilchrist think- thing. Um, <laughs> but, no, I think, you know, we all turn our nose up at New Zealand, Sauvignon Blanc. I'm pointing the finger here, P- Kiwis, because that's where we uh, we denigrate only that Sauvignon Blanc. Yes. We only think of Sauvignon Blanc as coming from that country. And yeah, totally. And particularly Marlborough. Yes. But you're right. Certainly the, the mummies, um, so of my kids' friends, when they go to a restaurant, if there's not a savvy bee from New Zealand, they don't care if it's from Marlborough, it just has to be from New Zealand. If there's not one on the menu, they will actually drink cider or beer. Wow. Or they'll drink red wine. And when I go over there and I take Chardonnay, they're like, Meg, you know, know, we don't drink Chardonnay, Riesling. They only drink Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. And I think the reason is... It's because they recognise it. Yeah. It's very pungently aromatic. Yeah. It delivers everything. It's clean. It's fresh. It's imminently gluggable and drinkable. Mm. Um, there's nothing offensive. Mm, I find a few things in there to offend at times, but there's nothing really offensive about it. And when you don't know a lot about wine, bang for buck is the big thing. Like you really want flavour and yeah. it delivers on all fronts. So we can be as rude as we like, but the statistics don't lie. It is the most oh, sold wine in Australia, red or white, just this skew beats everything else. Wow, though. And the Kiwis have taken that all over the world. Yeah. Wow. Okay, look. So we're going to taste through a few today. We're going to have one of these classic Marlborough Sauvignon Blancs, but we're also going to taste through a couple of Aussie and uh, something from France, something fancy. And I'm pretty interested to see if you can change my mind here. I'm sure I won't be able to change your mind on the Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc because you've already convinced yourself that you don't like it. But (laughs) it's an oyster bay. I got that because probably the most famous brand, would you say? Yeah. Most recognisable. Marlborough and... Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc for me at this fifteen to twenty dollar level is all about green Sauvignon fruit. Totally. To get it that cheap, they have to crop it really high, mm-hmm. which they can do in Marlborough because it grows like a weed, volcanic soils, lots of rain, lots of sunshine. So they can have 30, 35 tonnes per hectare. Wow. So seven times what we'd have in the Yarra Valley. Oh wow. Um and still make yeah. a wine. Yes. But that's why this wine often looks very, to us, yes. a bit thin yes. and simple. And what they often do is add a little bit of residual sugar, which you wouldn't notice, no. but just be, to make the acid look not so battery acid-like. Mm. And you can see it when you first take it in, it sort of hits your tongue as a little touch of sweetness, but the wine's not sweet. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah I get that. This Oyster Bay is everything that it should be for that $15 to $20 mark. And they even do a sparkling, I think. It smells like grass. Grass, asparagus, Mm. cat's pee on a gooseberry bush was a brand in the UK. So I don't know if any of you know gooseberries. They're a very green fruit. And so New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc does smell like gooseberries. And, yeah, cat's pee is a descriptor which might sound offensive to all our listeners but is actually a common descriptor how'd that wine go is it a success Huge. is everyone keen still on? around no. odd bins own label wow because it tells you what's in it okay and it was the cheapest new zealand sauvignon blog i remember years ago <laughs> the, the kiwi saying we will never export our wine in bulk well they did yeah 
and it goes to these own label wines. Okay. So here's the thing for me is that I've had wines. Okay. So Stonely comes from Rapara, which is more like Northern and stuff. But for me, that's more like passion fruit and um, grapefruit and stuff. But this one is just so green. How come within Marlborough there can be such a difference? Uh, crop level. Oh. So if you're making a more expensive Stonely, I'm sure, assuming it wasn't $15. Uh, it's a little bit more expensive. Yeah. So Dog Point. Cloudy Bay. Why are they $35? Because they're cropping it a lot lower. Mm. The winemaking is pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, they're crop- cropping at a lot lower levels. They are on slightly warmer sides. So when Sauvignon Blanc first, New Zealand Sauvignon, Marlborough Sauvignon, first hit Australia's shores, it was about passion fruit yeah. and ripeness. But it became so popular that they had to meet volume. Oh. Couldn't increase plantings. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. vines really, really rapidly. It's okay. a five-year turnaround. So what do we do? Yeah. Crop it high. And that's what you're seeing at this. And if you if you drive from Picton to Blenheim or Nelson, you just see that the canopy is, is taller than me. It's just this massive wow. canopy of, of and huge groaning fruiting wire Yeah, to meet demand of all the people. There are more Sauvignons in the world than um, – New Zealand Sauvignon, Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc. Let's move to the heart of my place. <laughs> Try again. The home of my heart, the Yarra Valley. We used to make a lot of Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. We are cool climate, but we are warmer than Marlborough. We don't crop at such high levels. So we are more in the tropical fruit spectrum. So if you smell this wine, it's much more like, I always think our 2019 or even 2020 True Colour Sauvignon Blanc smells like tinned pineapple juice mm, that really we used to have on summer holidays. I love that. It's I love so it. accurate. Um, and so you, you've got some lemon pits, some grapefruit, but it's much more tropical, even melon characteristics yeah. in there. I, I think the aromatics as well, whereas the Oyster Bay, like just the smell jumps out of the glass at me. This one, it seemed a little bit more delicate. I kind of had to give it a swirl, stick the nose in and think about it a bit more. Yeah, when we when we assess um, Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc, we often use the term pungent, mm. whereas with um, any other Sauvignon Blanc, I would pretty much say, mm. that's not following mm. that mould, you'll find is much more... Delicate in the glass, more floral, yeah. quite reserved. Yeah. Sauvignon Blanc grown to other styles isn't doesn't have that huge aromatics. Yeah. We can get that if we want to, but we're not chasing that. What yeah. Yarra Valley needs to look like Yarra Valley. So this has got some lime, um, guava is a descriptor that I also use. Doesn't have that greenness. You can see it's no. just ripe. And on the palate, it's not just a fine line of acid. It's textural and fills your mouth out. Absolutely. The mouthfeel for me, it is gorgeous. Does, does that have any oak in it? Do you know? I think they do 20% of old oak just for texture of fermentation. Okay. Um, so, again, a lot of the winemaking here at the, the True Colours end is about skeleton with oak and hanging the fruit hanging the fruit over it. Yeah. Um, so I, you, you definitely see some of that yeah. and it adds to that. And I'd say there's a bit of Lee's contact because it's quite creamy. It in the, is. The That's actually – I mean, we're in wine too and you've changed my mind already. <laughs> Completely different. So I'm sorry, so if you're different. coming to a store and you want Marlborough Sauvignon, just buy Marlborough Sauvignon. If you want to try other Sauvignon Blancs, don't come in with the expectation that it's mm-hmm. all got to look like – 
uh, Marlborough Sauvignon. It's you know we want Yarra Valley to look like Yarra Valley. We want Adelaide Hills. Yeah. We want Margaret River. The Sim Sav blends to look like yeah. Margaret River. So yeah, it just Sauvignon Blanc has a bad rap because of Marlborough. Oh, <laughs> I think. You know, well, your your husband's a Kiwi too. What's he going to think about this? He's I honestly can say that we've never. We don't have Sauvignon Blanc in our house from New Zealand. Oh, really? When we go to New Zealand, all our friends, a lot of them are winemakers, obviously. Yeah. But they're like, oh, try this. It's fantastic. Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> and we just sit there going, tastes like the other one. We've got a very good friend, Cy Fell. Hello, Cy from Thornbury Estate, Philip Marie. <laughs> um, he, makes, he makes quite a textural savvy. But there are some dog point, I will shout out again, Amazing wines, yeah, but it's not going to look like Marlborough Savvy that you're yeah. expecting. Um, even Cloudy Bay, yeah, completely different style. Yeah, sorry about my. You're um, amazing, New Zealand. I know I, I enjoyed it. My, my New Zealand accent. <laughs> we, we're going there in about a month, so hopefully if the bubble stays open. If uh, Jacinda's uh, airport workers don't keep getting contaminated, touch wood. All right, so I loved that. Let's move on. Um, and just say, yeah, imagine that with. Freshly shucked oysters. Yeah. They say that Marlborough Sauvignon. Oh, okay. They say that Marlborough Sauvignon is beautiful with oysters because there's a lot of oysters around Havelock. Yeah. I actually think it's too acidic and too grassy, whereas I think ours being a bit more textural oh. and a bit more guava and lemon. Yeah. I just think is perfect with. Mm. Savvy. So yeah. the next one we've got is Adelaide Hills. Now I could have bought Shore and Smith, which is sort of the most famous. Yes, but I bought. I do actually. I do Pontings because Ooh, Ponting like Ricky Ponting. Yes, Cricketer Ponting. Okay, I love the font on the label. It's very old school English cricket boards. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really into celebrity kind of wines. I don't know how invested Ricky Ponting is in this, but he has. He does do Swiss mineral vitamin things, doesn't he? Isn't oh, he? yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, vitamins. I always yeah. suspect, you know, people yeah. do that. But I thought I'd buy this. This is a 2020, so only a year old. They, You know, 2020 was a bad year for um, Adelaide Hills, Yeah, obviously with fires and everything. So just looking at this straight away, it's very light in colour. It's almost it what we would like call water. water. Yeah. yeah, water white, which is a valid descriptor. Okay, now that's all grass. Yeah. As opposed to Catsbury on a gooseberry bush asparagus, this is more grassy. Like a sweet grass. It's something like. Yeah. There's a little bit of. Um, can you get black currant leaf in that or black currant? That's so weird. Okay. That's so weird that so, you say that. I actually kind of get that. It's like really dilute, faint Ribena. Or you can buy those black carrot candles and when you first open them up and it's got that smell. Yeah. That's because Sauvignon Blanc is the parent of Cabernet Sauvignon. Wait, the Sauvignon Blanc is the parent of Cab Sav, the red grape. Yes. Cabernet Franc and Sauvignon Blanc had a little bit of a tryst and they made <laughs> that seems so Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> and so that black currant, le- black currant that you see, that cassis that we talk about in Cabernet mm. Sauvignon, is coming from the Savvy. I feel like I can taste it too, you now can. that you've said it. And that's – I love that character. Um, 
Elderflower cordial is another one. Not a lot of people know what I'm talking about, but they do sell it at yeah. Woolies. Yeah. Um, but black currant leaf I see in some Adelaide hills if it's not too grassy, and I particularly see it in the Loire Valley hmm. um, Sauvignons, and I love it as a character. For me, this is a little bit too grassy. I actually don't mind it. That's kind of – I wouldn't – it's just straight yeah, lined. I, I wouldn't, like, not drink it. I would have one glass, but I would have to be eating. That level mm. of acidity is so high that I don't even know if oysters would cut it. I'd probably still need something a little bit fattier. Yeah. Um, maybe some prawns, dunked in some mayonnaise. Prawns in mayo. <laughs> yep. In England you get a pint of prawns. Wow. At the pub and you get a tub of mayonnaise. <laughs> you dunk them in. <laughs> Okay. Hangover food. So, look, I'm excited to have the the French super fancy stuff. Um, is it going to taste that much different to what the Savion Blanc from this side of the hemisphere? Yeah. It's just – it's um, – having had that ponting, it's going to be probably more ponting-esque. Mm-hmm. So, Savion Blanc in – France is grown really in two regions, the Loire, which is where this is from. This is from a region called Sancerre, uh, which is sort of the centre of the Loire. So it's more towards Paris, a little bit cooler climate. And it's also grown in Bordeaux, yeah, where it's blended with Semillon to make Bordeaux Blanc, Grave, Pessac, Lignon. But this is from Sancerre. And the descriptors for Sancerre traditionally are gunflint, um, elderflower, black currant leaf, so very delicate aromas. Okay. And this is something that they would traditionally have with their seafood, so a white fish, like a – what are those quenelles of fish mousse sort of thing? I don't know if you've ever had those. No. That's one of the things that they, they tend to have with if, this because it, it's so delicate. All of the pairings that you have mentioned so far have all been seafood. Is there anything that Savion Blanc goes with that's not seafood? It would work with chicken, pork. Okay. Um, I made actually the other night uh, tofu crumble burrito for my daughter. So mix the tofu cr- crumbles with, I can't remember, smoked paprika and stuff. And I had a bottle of this open mm. and I had a bite of it. And it was actually quite a good okay. mix because the smokiness, I was talking about the yeah, the Rob Dolan wine, sorry. The smokiness somehow worked with the Tropical pineapple yeah. fruit. I didn't expect it to work, but it wasn't yep. too bad. Hmm. But uh, delicate with delicate. These are fairly delicate wines. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The asparagus for the oyster bay. Asparagus for the oyster bay. <laughs> okay. Well, um, my last question about this on set is, honestly, if you gave it to me and didn't tell me it was Savion Blanc, there is a good chance I wouldn't realise it was exactly. Savion Blanc. And <laughs> This is the home of Sauvignon Blanc. Yes. So we we need to rethink what Savvy is. I mean, yeah. I do drink um, – I get a, a Christian Salmon Sancerre from um, Costco. Oh. It's like $24. Oh, my God. Costco needs to start paying us for the amount I that know, you mentioned them. Right. Just to show how cheap I am. <gasps> Costco, you never – you don't have Speaking everything to the people. there, but – you try stuff. Yeah. And if you like it, go back and buy it. It could yeah. be complete horror, but it's not costing you a lot of money. So buy it. And, you know, it's worth having just for the champagne reductions. But, 
same sort of wine, very much elderflower, elderflower mm-hmm. cordial. I personally find um, the Oyster Bay too pungent for me. Yeah. I remember if any of you have seen Amadeus Salieri says about Mozart's music, but there's too many notes. Mm. And for me, that's too much flavor. Yeah. Okay. Um, but any of those others, I would quite happily drink. So I would just encourage you to drink beyond New Zealand. Yeah. And, but I guess. My Move outside the travel bubble. The travel bubble. It's <laughs> hideously disfigured. <laughs> it's the best word in Kiwi. Can we just do a whole episode with you speaking with a Kiwi accent? <laughs> hideously disfigured. We're going to redo this one and you're going to speak as a Kiwi the whole time. Okay, but no, this this one's here. Would any – okay, who would drink it? Would a Savion Blanc – drink up by it or do you think it's better if someone who drinks like Riesling or Semillon or something are they going to be more um open to the taste yeah I don't think a Marlboro Sauvignon Blanc drinker would like this they would yeah. be very disappointed yeah. um people who drink minerally Chardonnays Yarra Valley Chardonnays or Chablis Riesling is a good example like you said yeah Hunter Valley Semillon yeah people are into those more delicate whites yeah and of all the wines that we've tasted that is the one that I actually think could age and not end up tasting like a can of tinned peas hmm cool and gross yeah well, <laughs> doesn't sound like something mushy i peas, not good but think about it all of that green spectrum fruit this yeah. is much more floral okay. and flinty and mineral yeah and that says to me that's going to to uh, not long term but it should age Okay, well, we're going to finish off real quick with a question from Courtney. And the question is about the punt, so that little dip in the bottom of a wine bottle. Uh, she has asked us if it is an indicator of quality. The punt was originally designed because our molds for bottles weren't particularly good. So if we had a flat bottom, um, when we filled them with wine, the pressure point was at the flat bottom, so they would crack and you'd lose the wine yeah so historically the punt was there to take that pressure off and if you look in champagne or sparkling wine bottles the punt's really deep and the bottle is thicker in glass and that's to take the pressure that's inside yeah um yes over time the deeper the punt we tend to associate with better quality wine okay and we do choose our bottles so so it's not like it actually does anything no, for the wine it's, it's more nothing. just it's a quality indicator like a fancy font on the front yes okay but i'm thinking that with time we're going to see less and less of them as the sustainability movement kicks in mm. um we've just signed up for a sustainability program and one of the things is moving towards flat bottom bottles because they're lighter weight oh and they use less glass so that's a conversation i'm going to have to have with the marketing people (laughs) to see how deep they are with sustainability but yeah it it, you just looking at these that they've quite varied in their heights yeah um ours is probably the highest yeah but certainly it it is an indicator of quality because we as marketers are saying it's an indicator of quality. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We we tell people and they get the cues from us. Yeah, we, do, we pick the bottles. All right. Well, before we finish off, um, we have a few more details about this contest that we are holding. Um, we love that a bunch of you are following this podcast and we'd love to actually meet the people who are following this podcast so Ooh, that might be scary. Oh, I know. In real life, 
Are you going to wear your Velma outfit? I'll wear my Velma outfit. She looks like Velma from Scooby-Doo today. <laughs> but what I'm we're going to do... I'm never going to live it down. No, I love this she's jumper. She's never going to live it down. <laughs> <laughs> so what you need to do is head to our Instagram and find the bio on our Instagram. Um, just click through to that link and you'll find a form. Just let us know what uh, your favorite episode has been so far. Maybe throw in why and make sure you're following our Instagram page and you're in the running to come out and win an awesome wine class with Meg, the fabulous master of wine, and me, the master of Sauvage. Oh, God. You get to learn how to saber a bottle. That's pretty cool, actually. Okay. Because people, a lot of people do it badly and it's dangerous. So to learn oh God, from yeah. you a need, master you need to do it properly. how to do it proper like, uh-huh. it'll and be interesting to Swear see. to God, it is the best party trick. You, you never need anything else in your life. Once you can smash a bottle of champagne open with a sword or any kind of knife, hint... I won't tell you how to use it now. But, but sorry, Mel has a special one in case. I do case. have a special one. It, it has its own case. It's a, fun fact, I came back from Toronto and I only had one suitcase worth of luggage and I chose to bring that big-ass sabrage. I threw out half my clothes and half my belongings <laughs> so I could get my sabre home with me. God, surely they could have put you on business and have two suitcases. No, you would think so. You would think so, Meg, but no. Anyway... Join our competition. Um, we'd love to see you out here in the winery. I know, I know. <laughs> but in the meantime, keep sending us your questions um, and your feedback. We absolutely love hearing it. But until we see you next time, please enjoy your next glass of wine. And drink well. Maybe a different type of Sauvignon. <laughs>